You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Well, let's do this before we jump into the Word. Can we pray? Let's just pray before we jump into this. Father God, I'm so thankful for your Word. Father, I'm so thankful that it is alive, that it is active, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide us to our very core. Meaning it's able to, it's the only thing on this earth that in the power of the Holy Spirit to take what we have set up as truths, patterns in our lives that we think, oh yeah, this is it. And all of a sudden your word comes in and goes, we need to talk. And you break off the things that lead to death and you point us to life and we're so thankful for it. Father, as we gather over your word today as a community, we make a commitment that our ears are open and our hearts are receptive and our knees are weak. Father, when you begin to deal with us, Father, that our knees are easily bent in repentance and that we can turn to you. Father, I just thank you that your Holy Spirit, we don't invite your Holy Spirit into this place. We recognize him being here. And we thank you that you are speaking to our hearts, revealing the word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Well, if you've been with us for the last handful of weeks, we have been going through a series on what, as a church, what we believe, all right? How many of you, this has helped you a little bit? I mean, just a little bit. I'll start over. I'll teach it all a different way if I don't see hands. So how many of you, this has helped you a lot? I'll wait till the hands go up. There we go. Okay, good. We've been talking about what we believe as a church, and why is this so important? Because some of us, if you just read through the list of what we believe about the authority of God, God's word, God being revealed, Jesus coming and completing that word, our response through repentance and baptism, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and the gathering together of the church. If you just read that stuff, most of us, logically, we would read those things and we go, yeah, I, I got that. I got it all down pat. We're good. And the reality of it is, is maybe... Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't have it so foundation in us that if I asked you, that if I asked you to stand up here and teach in your own words about the authority of God or the word of God or what is our response, that maybe we would struggle. And the reason we are doing this is not to just fill a couple of weeks, but so that you and I are standing on the same thing. And that your message is my message. And my message is your message. And not one we just came up with, but one that the word reflects and says, this is the gospel, right? Because as a church, it's not about Wendell. It's not about Kathy. It's not about Sonia. It's not about Gail. It's not about Chris. It's about us corporately revealing God to those that do not know him. And if that's the case, then we better all sound alike, right? We better all sound alike. I better have the same foundation as Wendell. When I talk about Jesus, it better be the same Jesus that Wendell's talking about. When I talk about the Holy Spirit, it better be the same Holy Spirit Eric's talking about. When I talk about the power and the authority of God and what that means in my life, it better sound like what you're sounding like. Why? So we're not confusing, right? So we're not confusing. The church has spent too long being confusing to those around us because it's just one person's beliefs and this person's beliefs. No, no, no. The Bible says this is not about you corporately. You better have your stuff together. 
We have to replace the doctrine of Chris Taylor with the doctrine of the Bible. I have to replace the doctrine of my want-tos and my way of thinking with the God-centered, God-focused way of thinking. I have to do that. And when we all do that, we all become the same voice. We all become the same message so that when somebody comes in here, they're not hearing different Jesuses and different ways and different plans, but it's one way, one truth, one plan under him for his name's sake. That's why we're doing this, all right? And so today what we're going to do is we're going to pick up on something and we're going to touch on something about what we believe. And, and, and I want to just read this statement to you, okay? We believe that God still accomplishes and performs the supernatural in our lives according to His will for the purpose of revealing His authority and directing unbelievers to Himself. Let me say that again. We, as a church, we believe that God, a supernatural God, still does supernatural things in the midst of the natural in our lives. Why? For his name's sake and to point others to him. According to his will. Are you following me on this? So we believe this stuff. We believe we believe that we are called to walk in faith for the sake of revealing the Father and restoring those that are lost and are separated from Him. Let me just make sure I, I, get, I, I get this out of the way. Why in the world would we want to touch on this? Because I don't want you to be confused. I don't want you to be confused about what we believe in this house, what you will see in this house, what you will see hopefully even in our homes. Not just, we are not a people that just believe this stuff in the constructs or the four walls of this church on a Sunday morning. We believe that God does supernatural things and actually desire to be a part of those supernatural things outside the four walls of this church. You follow me on this? How many of you would say amen to that? We agree with that. Huh? Okay, good. I just want to make sure that, because some of you are like, I didn't know we believed that. Let me just tell you something. If you've already believed in the fact that there was a, 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 a virgin that had a baby and he named Jesus and that Jesus was God and also man and also died on the cross and rose from the dead and, and then also said, I'm going away and sending one after. If you've already bought into that and yet you struggle that God still wants to do supernatural things, I'm confused by that. Did you hear what I just said? Like if you've already totally bought in hook, line, and sinker to the fact that he's already done these supernatural things and yet you struggle with the fact that he still wants to do these things to reveal him, I struggle with your logic. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I, I don't get where you're good with this but not okay with that. All right? Let me, let me just go here. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 19. You might have heard this passage before if you've been at Freedom Church. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 19 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. How many of you know I am a new creation? I'll wait. There we go. Are you guys awake this morning or now you're just in a carb coma? Maybe we've got to get rid of those donuts or up the caffeine intake in, this, in our coffee. My goodness, all right? The, the old is gone. And the new is here. That's what we're replacing. We're replacing the old doctrine of Chris with the new doctrine of God, right? All of this is from God. 
who reconciled himself, uh, reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us what? The ministry of what? Say it, Wendell. Reconciliation, my favorite word. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Let me just explain something to you. You are not selling timeshares. All right? You are not selling vacation projects or new siding or a new car or, or you're not selling a new trinket to people. You have been entrusted with the message of reconciliation. In fact, it's going to say this. In fact, go here with me real quick. I told you we were going to jump around, but I need you to see this. I need you to see this. Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. Can you put that up there? I know it wasn't on the notes. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 talks about, and if you haven't underlined this, you need to see this. There, it, basically, you need to understand that God's plan, we talked about this as the church. The church's job, God's plan for the church, was to reveal the manifest fullness of God to the kings of the authorities. His intent was that now through the who? I'm sorry, who? Who does that include? I'm sorry, who? You. So his intent was that now through the church, so everybody say through me, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authority of the heavenly realms. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. That is huge, man. Listen, it is impossible. Think about this just for a moment. I can sell used cars in the natural. I cannot sell the manifest wisdom of God in the natural without dealing and believing in the supernatural. Are you following me on this? I don't understand how somebody can be called to reveal the fullness of God and yet not believe in the fullness of God. It makes no sense. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is, as, as a church, we believe this. We believe that we were called to have faith in a supernatural God, to do supernatural things. Why? For our sake, so that we can be part of the haves, and those that don't have this can be part of the haves, nots. No, for his name's sake and for his glory. Why? To point those that are far off to him. Are you following me on this so far? Are you with me? Now, let's get into this. Because I want to break this down. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 17 through 19. No, 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 no. Don't go there. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 4 through 11. I need you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 4 through 11, says this. These are the kind of things that we as a church believe in. I don't want you to be confused. Why would you, Pastor Chris, but why? Some of these things are strange and weird. Yeah, I know that. You're not telling me anything that I didn't know. When the supernatural does things in the natural that I can't explain in the natural, it is a little strange. And listen to me, child of God. It's okay that you think it's strange too. Let me give you some freedom here just for a moment, okay? 
Because this is where I think that we struggle. I think as believers sometimes we think, I've got to have God all figured out. I've got to be able to explain him to the fullness of his constructs and why he does it. All you need to know, all you need to know is that the Holy Spirit and what he does points everything to Jesus. So the first test, if the Holy Spirit is, quote, doing something and it's not pointing to Jesus, it ain't the Holy Spirit. That's your first fail safe right there. The second thing is this, is what he does ain't about you anyway. So you don't have to, wor have to worry about it, be concerned about it, be confused about it, feel like you got to explain it. It's not about, or for your benefit anyway, it's to point those that do not know to him. Are you following me on this? See, I, I think sometimes I, 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 get, I get scared. I'm going to be honest with you. When I hear people uh, try to tell me that, oh, they, they totally understand the whole, you know, all of the supernatural things of God and they can speak on it and teach on it and all these things like that, and they think they got it all figured out, I'm scared of those people. Because I've been doing this a long time and I've seen some stuff and been around some things and God's used me in situations that I don't know how in the world I got in or what was going on and I still can't fully explain them. I just know that God was doing something for his name's sake. I got to be a part of it and get to see somebody come to know him. That's all I know, man. That's all I know. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But let's just look at a couple of things. These are some of the things that we actually believe in in this church. And not just hear me say this, church. We are a fake and a liar. And, and we need to repent if we just believe these things in the constructs of these four walls. And we do not believe them in the workplace, in our homes in the, in the city streets, if we do not believe or actively seek these things or, or believe that God can do them outside these four walls, we are a liar and are fake and we have made the gospel weak. These are some of the things, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are different kinds of gifts. This is talking about the empowerment of who? Who's empowering these gifts? Who is the person that's empowering these gifts? It ain't God the Father. It's not Jesus because he's gone. He went off. Who's the one that came after him that's empowering the church to do these gifts? Who is it? The Holy Spirit. You have got to get comfortable. Listen, I know some of you came out of Baptist backgrounds and, and Catholic backgrounds and some of you came out of Pentecostal backgrounds and, and church. Of, I don't care. You've got to get comfortable with the fact that the guy you follow after, Jesus, said, I'm going away, but don't worry, I'm sending one after me. And that person is the third person of the Godhead, which is the Holy Spirit, that empowers you to do that. You've got to be okay with that. If you're not, then what you basically just, if you're not okay with the Holy Spirit empowering you to do these things, then you've just called Jesus, the one you follow after, a liar. And if he lied about that, then what else did he lie about? That's shaky sand, guys. Are you following me today? Are you with me? So let's look at this. It says this, now there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all in them, and everyone, it is, it is the same God at work, meaning everything that's been done, everything the Holy Spirit does and empowers us to be a part of, it is all pointing to Him. Now to each one of now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Meaning it is not to elevate a person. 
This is also where we struggle. We see somebody that God has chosen and said, I'm going to manifest this, the supernatural amongst the natural, and we elevate that person. It ain't about that person. We put them on stickers and we put them on billboards and we go listen to them and we seek them out as if they are the end goal. They are not. What they are doing and what they are a part of is pointing to God. And if we miss that, we are just as much in need of repentance. For the same common good, verse 8, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge. And those are two different things. Wisdom and knowledge are two different things. Did you hear what I just said? How many of you have ever been in a situation, and let me, some of you don't even realize that you've operated in these gifts or in these manifestations of the supernatural because you've been uncomfortable calling them those things. How many of you ever been dealing with somebody, you're talking with somebody, and all of a sudden they begin to speak, and man, you just, all of a sudden, you weren't even thinking along these lines, but it's like, man, I knew the exact words I needed to say. I need to speak those words and to speak right to that thing that they were talking about and it impacted them and it sowed a seed or maybe it watered a seed or maybe you got to see a harvest. But you know, man, I was not thinking along those lines and something did that. How many of you could say, man, that happened? Welcome to the supernatural. That's not just you. And it's not just about you. It's for what? For the person that's receiving it. Follow me on this? Okay. Let's keep going. By the means of the same spirit, verse 9, to another faith. Yes, faith. We are all called to have faith. But there is a supernatural gifting when somebody's faith is just like, I mean, have you ever been around somebody that just has faith and it's just like, man, if you ask them to believe for something, it's just like they are on hyperdrive and you can't help but to get just swooped up in it. Huh, they just are like believing for something and you, like you're like, man, I don't know. And they're like, no, I know. And you're like, yeah, I do too. I do too now that you know, right? You're kind of scared that if you don't know, they might punch you. But either way, you're going with them, right? Man, they have faith and you're like, I'm in. I am in, right? Some have the gift of healing. Oh, The gift of healing. Oh, man, I'm okay with words of knowledge and, and truth and all this, but don't start saying about healing because why? You know why we don't like talking about healing? Because sometimes it doesn't work. Mm. Sometimes we pray for people and they don't get healed. Sometimes we pray for people and they get healed and then they still die later. You know everybody I've ever prayed for for healing, even those that got healed or didn't get healed, you know what the end goal of all of them is? Death. I know this is a real just awesome subject, right? And like real, that's real peppy, Pastor Chris, right? Everybody, listen, Lazarus was raised from the dead, and guess what happened to Lazarus? He died again. That has got to be the biggest bummer in the world, right? You called me out, I was already dead, and now I'm back again? Seriously, right? But why? Why do we struggle with dealing with even believing God for healing? Because we think it's about us and it's a, it's a something on our faith that if it happened or didn't happen, it's a, it's a judgment against my faith. No. We believe because he told us to believe. And as a good friend of mine said, we will believe until he tells us otherwise. Part of your testimony, listen, 
Part of your testimony is not just that God heals. Part of the testimony is you being somebody that is so locked in with God that I'm going, he is my reward. So whether he heals me or not, I get him. Don't forget that either, the devil doesn't get to win with either one of those. Well, if he heals me, then call glory to God and it was for his name's sake. Why? Just so I'm healed? As if healing was the great reward. Even if he heals me, even if I, he opens my blind eyes, I'm eventually just going to die seeing. If he opens my deaf ears, I'm just going to eventually die and not hearing or hearing. So it can't be that reward and it can't be about you. So the devil doesn't get to win in this. But the devil just messes with you as a believer and says, oh, you shouldn't believe it because you're scared to pray for healing because what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? Well, when we go back to the beginning and we realize it's all for his name's sake, then, then part of my testimony is the faith to believe him. The, test, the enemy gets no place in this. If he heals me, it's, it's all for his glory. And if he doesn't, I get him. Come on, and Come on, enemy. Mess with me about that. Come on, bring it. Where are you going to come at? You can't. There is no loss in this. Yeah, so we do. So you're, if you're at this church and you're sick, we're probably going to pray for you that God heals you. But we're also going to tell you in the same breath on that, that the healing that we're praying for isn't your reward. And that if we prayed for you and you got healed and you still don't have Jesus, you're still going to die and go to hell. So we're going to tell you about Jesus but we're also going to pray for your healing. Do you hear what I just said? Yeah. We good with this? Yeah. We on the same page on this? Yeah. Some of you are freaking out, and I'm happy about that. By that one spirit, verse 10, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between the spirits, some speaking in different kinds of tongues, Woo! and still another, the interpretation of tongues. All, follow me on this, underline this, underline this, underline this. All of these are the work of the one same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. This is not about you. It is not a judgment against your faith or the lack thereof. You are to believe a supernatural God does these things, and if it is His will that He does those things, it is for His name's sake. Go to Psalms 23 for me real quick. We, we always love this passage. Psalms 23, this is Psalm of David, verse 1 through 3. And we love quoting these things. We love putting them on t-shirts and pretty font and bumper stickers. Psalms 23, 1 through 3 says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Oh, we like this. He makes me lie down, right? I tell that to Sonia every day. He's making me lie down. I don't want to take a nap. He's making me lie down. In green pastures. Baby doll, I gotta go to the woods. He leads me besides quiet waters. I gotta go fishing. I don't wanna do this. He's doing this. He refreshes my soul, right? He guides me along the right paths. Why? Why does he do all of these things and why does he do anything that we are a beneficiary of? Why? For his name's sake. Do not get confused by that. 
This church believes in these things, not to elevate this church higher than another church or raise the banner. And look what we do. We believe in prophecy and we believe in the healing and we're going to do this and we're going to believe this. No, we believe in all of these gifts that are done in this house and in our homes and on the streets. Why? To point to him and for his name's sake. Don't get that twisted. Did you hear what I just said? Now, I could leave us right there. I could just say, okay, bless you, everybody. Good night. Have a great Sunday. Take a donut with you. Enjoy your day. Now, but I'm not going to do that because I know you're carved up right now. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I want to answer a question that I think some of us struggle with. And the question is this. Well, well, Pastor Chris, I want to see this in my own life. I want to be a part of these things. Why am I not maybe seeing or feeling like I'm being a part of some of these supernatural things? I'm so glad you asked me that question. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to Romans chapter 12 because I want to try to help us. I don't want to just tell you what we believe, but I want to try to give you some practical application to start being a part of this. And yes, Do you realize that you can actually make a choice to be a part of the things of God or not be a part of the things of God? You can, right? How many of you made a choice to come to church today? Anybody here? Raise your hand real high, right? How many of you made a choice today to actually worship and be engaged? Raise your hand. Oh, all of them. We'll talk later. We'll see if that's true, right? You you give me names, right? Right, and most of you, how many of you, when you go and get over your Bible, you read and you pray, how many of you, you made a choice to do that? Absolutely. Right, nobody's forcing us to do that. And if that is the case, then we can choose to be a part of. We can position ourselves. There are things in our own life that can position us where we're supposed to be or also position us away from the things that he called us to be a part of. And let me just give you this. I just want to give you some some practical application. Is that fair? you still with me? Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Come on, this is felt board stuff. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that uh, what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Why do I say that? Why do I say that, that? Why do we start there? Well, it's real simple. If you are still operating in the same pattern of the world that you've always walked in, then I guarantee you, you will not walk or be in the position to see the things of God in your life. It just doesn't work like that. I cannot expect to be walking in my old patterns and see the patterns of the kingdom taking place in my life. I cannot expect to walk in the same mindsets and the same places and be around the same things. I can't expect to do that and expect to see the supernatural plan of God manifest in my life. Can't do it. And that's why he says you're going to have to renew your mind. Meaning, Corey, you're going to have to take out, right? And thankfully not by your own power, but by your choosing to get over the word and allow the Holy Spirit to mess with you to take out that which is old and put in what is new so that you will know what the will of God is. I get so sick. Eh, that's a harsh way to say it. I get so tired of Christians when they tell me, oh, I just want to know what the will of God is for my life. As if he's up there like playing hide and go seek. I'm hiding from him. I know Wendell wants to know, but, but shh, shh, I'll be over here. Give me a break. 
The Bible clearly says that you can go before him and renew your mind. Why? So that you can know the will of God. He wants his will to be known. Why? Because he put in our charge, the church, you, Wendell, you, Sonia, you, Eric, right? You, Chris, to, our job is to reveal him. Why in the world? That wouldn't even make sense if he wouldn't want to let us know, hey, this is my will. This is my plan. This is what I want for you. This is where I want you to go. This is where I want you to be. <coughs> right? Are you following me on this? So we can't use that excuse of, oh, I just don't know. No, maybe, just maybe you're still walking in old patterns and maybe never got over the word and allowed the word to work on you. Maybe some, so listen to me. You're never going to see the supernatural manifest in your life if you're not in the Word. If you're not praying. Oh, Pastor Chris, it's got to be deeper than that. No. If you're not in the Word, and if you're not praying, and the Holy Spirit, what He does is point everything He does to Jesus. If you're not connected and in the right position, you're not going to see it. Tuesday's going to just be another boring Tuesday. Did you follow me on this? You want Wednesday to be in just another boring Wednesday like all the other Wednesdays? Keep doing what you're doing. But it's amazing what happens when we begin to get over the word and read and pray. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, we begin to know God's will. And maybe he says, go a different direction than what you were being or be in a position over here. Because here's the thing that I know. When we are in the right position, when we are connected with Jesus, when we are connected with the Holy Spirit, then what happens is, is he begins to supernaturally position us. He begins to put us in the places and in the circumstances that he wants to do something supernatural in the midst of the natural. And the only way for me to be there is to know where that is. I want you to see this real quick. Acts chapter 26. Or I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8. And we won't go through these stories fully, but I want you to see this. We know this story. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 31. This is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian. In verse 26, it says this, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official uh, over the, uh, the queen's uh, uh, stuff. And this man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And what goes down after that is this guy is reading the Bible, and he doesn't understand it. And, and, the, and the Spirit of God tells Philip, Go near this thing. Go near his chariot and just be in the right position. Okay, and he does it. He goes and positions himself right where God told him to be at. And then what happened? Something supernatural happened. All of a sudden, he was in the right position to do something supernatural in the midst of the natural that he never would have been a part of if he would have not, one, known what the Spirit wanted him to do, and then, two, acted on it. Are you following me on this? Huh? Guys, you cannot, you cannot, I promise you, Nothing will happen in your life supernaturally. Zero. Other than by the grace of God and his mercy. Nothing. You will never be a part of the supernatural. See any of that stuff. If you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, ask him, Holy Spirit, where do you want me? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to be positioned? How do you want me to? And then actually go there. 
It's one thing to pray about it and go on just seeking God. I've seen that in churches too. I see where guys come in. They've sat for 30 years just sitting on a pew, just, oh, what are you doing, man? Oh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just really, uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me that this is what's going to happen. But I just, I, you know, I'm just going to really just wait it out. I'm just going to wait. Guess what? You're going to find yourself on that pew 30 years from now still doing nothing. Get up and go where he told you to go and just see what happens. It's not about you anyway. It's just about your obedience to whatever he told you to do to be in the right position to be in so that when he decides to do the supernatural thing, you get to be a part of it. How many of you want to be a part of that? I'll be honest with you. I don't want to just be a child of God and, and ask him to forgive me. I want to be a part of seeing his goodness in the land of the living. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part where I am wowed just as the other person I'm dealing with is wowed. I want to have testimonies where I sit back and go, I have no idea what is going on, but this is awesome. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. But the only way it happens is if I actually listen to the Holy Spirit and then position myself. Last thing I'm going to say this. I'm going to leave you with this one, okay? Go to Daniel chapter 3. How many of you guys know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Huh? And those are just fun names to say, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Woo! It sounds like a, it's, it's awesome. It's, I don't know why I like saying that. It's just fun. But if you guys know this story, I love this story. I'm giving you some practical things here. So we know we got to get in the word. We got we to pray. We got to ask the Holy Spirit who is ever present. We've got to be comfortable with the fact that he is ever present and desires to speak to us. So we got to begin to do that, then position ourselves. But the other thing that you need to do is you need to be around some people that actually have faith like you. I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of you are struggling with walking in these things because you've kind of surrounded yourself by people that don't have faith. You're surrounded yourself, and I'm not saying that you got to get rid of your friends or get rid of all of your, 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 your loved ones or all of that. I'm not telling you to do that, but I am telling you, I am telling you that it is good to be surrounded by those that will stand with you in faith. That'll be surrounded. Like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. This king builds this golden thing and says, everybody's going to bow. And these guys are like, we're not going to bow. And guess what the other guy said? When one guy spoke up and said, we're not bowing, we're not bowing. The other guys went, I'm sorry, we're not doing what? You don't want to be around those guys. You don't want Shadrach to be speaking up saying, we're not going to bow. And then the other guy's like, we need to talk about this. Maybe we just bow a little bit. Right? Because that looks really hot. Right? No, you need, when you stand up and go, we're not going to bow. The other goes, that's right, we're not going to bow. What he said, we're in this thing, man. Some of you need to surround yourself and get around. And you might only find one person or two people, but you need to surround yourself with people that will go through the fight with you. And I love what Shadrach and Meshach and Bengio say there. They say, listen, they, they say, listen, whether God saves us in the fire or not, we're never going to bow to you. And it ain't even about whether or not he saves us or not. It's just about that we've all, this group right here, we're going that way. Man, that's the kind of people you need to be around. And some of you are like, man, why am I always feeling drained? Why am I always feeling like I ain't got no faith? Maybe it's because you're around people that just walk around hopelessly. Maybe it's so. And I'm not talking about you just need to be around positive people because I've been around positive people and some positive people make me want to punch them. I'm not talking about just always happy, 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 happy. I'm talking about people of faith. I'm talking about people that when you come to them, you say, man, I'm believing this. They don't, they don't bring up all the buts and the what ifs 
and the junk. They just look at you and go, I'm in. You want to run that way? Yeah, I'll run with you on that. Why? Because I, th I think this is about you. No, I want to be involved in that. I, I want to get behind on that. I want to be with you on that. I want to be wowed with you. You hear what I'm saying? Man, some of us struggle because we've got a, a circle of people around us that just speak in our ears. But what if? Are you sure? But maybe not. Man, I got that enough on my own. I got enough of that rolling around in my head and alone. I need people around me that when I say crazy things like, hey, we're going to start a church. <laughs> right? We're going to start a church 14 years ago. Or, or, or we're going we're gonna to do whatever. We're going we're gonna to believe God for this. That they don't go, well, what if? Or what if? They just go, yeah. Yes. I'm in. Let's do that. That sounds awesome. How's it going to work? I have no idea. But it's going to be for his name's sake. All right. Let's do this. Man, surround yourself with people of faith that are like-minded. Know what the Holy Spirit says. Act on what the Holy Spirit says. And then surround yourself with people that are like that with you in faith. Did you hear me today? Does this help anybody? Huh? Huh? Some of you guys need to get around people. I'll just say this. How many of you have ever been around somebody where you got a friend in your life and you're like, every time I'm around them, like the police are involved, right? You know what I'm talking about? You know that friend? You know that friend where you're like, every time I am with these people, something goes down, right? I'm going to need bail money, right? I'm going to need a, a quarter to make the call. Like every, I love them. It's always exciting, but every time I'm around these people, something goes down. You need those kind of people in the faith. That every time you're around them, man, something's going to go down. You know what? And if you can't find those people that you're around, then start being that person. Start being that person that other people kind of, kind of want to be around you. Man, I want to be around them because every time I'm around them, something goes down for God and for his name's sake. Man, I want to be that. I want to be that. And that's what we're called to be. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you and we are humbled. <laughs> don't get that confused. We don't stand up here in pride or arrogance. We are humbled by the fact that you've chosen to use us to reveal you. But Father, let us do it in the fullness. Let us do it with using every tool and weapon at our disposal of our faith believing you for big things that make no sense in the natural so that we can brag, no, so that you can be glorified and those that don't know you would be pointed to you. Father, we thank you for that today. Let that be the testimony of this house. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Well, stand to your feet. Come on now. Stand to your feet, you beautiful people, you. Guys, I love you guys. I want you to have an awesome rest of your Sunday, a great rest of your weekend. Just, just honestly. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.